Hello, and welcome to the Mind Your Marketing Podcast, the space where I, Allison from AllisonReaps.co, explore mindset and marketing by sharing others' online entrepreneurial stories. Today, I'm talking with Samantha Jaros, who has been an entrepreneur for many years, but only on her own online full-time for the last two. In her first month in her new online business, she did $7,500 in sales organically, and since then, she's celebrated as much as a $10,000 week. In this episode, you'll hear her talk about organic marketing using social media, how she overcame some major struggles with self-doubt and freaking out about her success, and you'll hear how she uses organizational and system superpowers to stay on top of everything. If you guys want to know more, then just keep listening. All right. Hello, everyone. Allison here, and I'm here with Samantha, Samantha Jaris. I was thinking about your last name, and I kind of combined them. Samantha. I like um, it better, actually, I think. <laughs> I'm here with Samantha Jaris, who is a productivity and mindset coach for six-figure CEOs, and she probably has a better title for that, but that's how I think of her in my head. I've known her for, gosh, three, almost, well, I guess over two years. Almost um, three, yeah. Yeah, so she was a client of mine, and then I was a client of hers, and now we're colleagues and, you know, refer people to each other, but I'm really excited to share her story with you because she started with absolutely nothing and did $7,500 in sales in her first month after a pivot with no existing audience, and then she's had as high as a $10,000 week, I believe, and so I just want to talk to her about her business and her marketing, and we're going to share her story, and so with all of that said, Samantha, I'm going to let you introduce yourself the way that you want to, and then I'll kind of jump into the million questions that I have. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, thank you for having me. This is always super, super fun, and I appreciate you. It's been really fun working together. We've known each other a long time. Um, We're going to have to get together in Texas soon, but I'm Sam. For those of you that don't know me, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at purposelyproductive. Uh, but I help businesses that you know provide services, just keep things really, really simple, and systemize and automate their business. Um, whether it's your client experience or your time management, uh, doing ClickUp, Dubsado, CRMs, all of the things, uh, we just try and keep it simple and really help you organize, organize yourself and automate um, as much as you can so that you're out of the weeds and actually focused on the impact that you want to have. So that's me in a nutshell. I'm a mama. I have two kiddos. One is five and one's five months old. Gosh, oh she's going so big. Uh, and just kind of living life. And it's been super fun. So <laughs> just getting better every day. Yeah. And so I kind of want to dive back into when we met. So you were, you had a job that was kind of like half service-based, half sales-based. So you had some experience with entrepreneurship, but what was making you want to leave that to do your own thing full-time? Yeah. Um, entrepreneurship literally runs in my blood. My mom says that I can shell, sell shit to a farmer, um, literally. <laughs> and um, she, she's, she was always like, oh, you're going to be in sales for sure. And I have been in sales and marketing and, you know, things like that for the better part of almost 10 years now. I started with MLMs and network marketing straight out of high school um, throughout college. I was doing that and then ended up in a direct sales job where I was basically a concierge uh, clothier. uh, So haberdashery, which is selling custom suits and clothing and things like that. So I would hang out with a lot of really, really awesome CEOs and things like that. 
And um, what I loved about the job was the people and the relationships. And what was challenging about it for me is that I really wanted to be able to work remotely and be able to stop in the middle of my day if I wanted to just hang out with my kids and watch an episode on the couch of, you know, whatever favorite show I was into at the time. Um, But I knew it was possible. And I just literally had no idea how other than the fact that I knew that it wasn't going to be able to be possible for me. Like I didn't want that lifestyle from the company that I was at. So it's not that, you know, anything I wanted wasn't possible there. It was just that I envisioned something a little bit more casual, (laughs) more flexible. Yeah. 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 And And that was all right about the time of the pandemic because, you know, 2020 happens, major life happenings are going on. And I started like a really, really deep inner journey that also led me to a myriad of other decisions that were really awesome that year. Uh, but as soon as the pandemic hit, they all sent us home so that we could work from home. And I was like, this is the greatest. And then like, my birthday time, which is in June hits. And they're like, you're all coming back into the office. And I was like, "Mm, nope, it's not for me. (laughs) So it was, it was the right amount of incentive, I think. (laughs) And then you and I started hanging out a lot more. So that was good. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Super proud of you for that. So I have so many questions, but the two, the two kind of things I want to talk about first are number one, like how you started marketing and getting clients then versus how you do it now. And then the second thing I want to cover is like the mindset side of stuff. Cause that's been really huge in your journey in, in many different cycles and iterations. So first I want to know, like, if you can kind of go back in time and describe like, and I know the process you were using was heavily influenced by the process that I was teaching, but you also had your own spin on things. And so like, how did you get those first clients? $7,500 of sales in your first month with no previous like audience to speak of, like, what the hell did you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, to keep it really bloody simple, um, I had come from freshly out of a corporate job that was, you know, make a ton of phone calls, like make a hundred calls a day, uh, book appointments with your clients and show up places where you maybe didn't belong and see if you could just connect and meet people and, and get introduced and, and make things happen. And so I had a lot of that like masculine energy, a lot of that drive still coming into what I ended up doing. And and I wanted to focus more on the systems and the, and the back end piece of getting sales and like making things happen. And what I ended up starting out as is like a tech VA slash OBM type thing um, and really just helping people get started with their business. So I was building websites. I was, you know, setting up sales funnels, lead magnet opt-ins, email automations, all of that stuff. And a lot of it was stuff that I had learned in, you know, starting my own blog. And that's how you and I originally got connected. And when I started out, I just had a clean slate. I was like, I just want to serve people. I just want to help. I just want to see how I can help these people and make an impact in their business. And to this day, that is truly my core mission is just how can I help you? And what can I do to help make you, you know, help you get to your goals that much easier? Um, I know we joke all the time doing the basics better, but that's really what it, what it comes down to. So 
tangibly, um, that just looked like getting connected into a couple of Facebook groups that I was having active conversations with, uh, with people that were in there. I was, you know, posting and really just starting a conversation and bringing it into the DMs, which then led to sales calls, which then led to, oh yeah, I need help with this. And then, you know, okay, how can I help? And then we would figure out a custom package and put it together and, and roll with it. And that was, that was literally like the entire first year and a half of my business or more. <laughs> like, so it, it was, it was a lot of fun, but I mean, there were ups and downs and, you know, $7,500 in a month is awesome. And it was pretty consistent after that for, you know, month to month, there were some ups and downs, but yeah, it basically just came down to relationship building and just starting to talk to people is as dumb as that sounds so simple. That's, that's what it was. Truly. And I think so. I want to dive into that a little bit more because, and you know, don't, you know, you don't have to give us your secret sauce, but I just want to know some secret sauce, <clears throat> not all of it. <laughs> uh, most like, of it I learned from you. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, but you still had your own take on things. And I think one of the people have a hard time. So like, and I still teach this, for people who have no audience at all, like using organic Facebook or Instagram marketing through like, and on, on Facebook, it's your personal profile, not a business page. And we have to do it in a way where we are kind of selling without selling, right? Because you're using your personal profile. We don't want to violate Facebook's terms of service. So we're not going to post a bunch of sales links all the time, all that stuff. And so how did you leverage Facebook groups? Because this is another another problem people have is like, well, Facebook groups don't let you sell. Well, why would you want to? <laughs> you yeah. don't want to go in there and just like sell in somebody else's group. That's like not a nice thing to do. And so how do you, how do you leverage Facebook groups and posting content and getting in the DMs in a way that is authentic, um, that feels easeful for you? Because you, in a line, do you still use this strategy? So talk to us about like, how do you use Facebook groups without just feeling like you're skimming somebody else's customers? And how do you get into the DMs in a way that doesn't feel gross? Yeah, um, honestly, really good question. I get this a lot, actually. Um, even to this day, people are like, how are you selling so much? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just helping people, guys. Like, that's it. Um, but, but when it comes down to it, the reason that I was in the Facebook groups to begin with wasn't to make sales. It was because there was something inside of that group that I either wanted to learn, or there were people in there that I genuinely wanted to connect with and understand a little bit more about what they did, who they were, things like that. Um, and oftentimes these groups were, you know, mom business groups or entrepreneur groups for online entrepreneurs, because in, I mean, I'm from Cleveland, y'all, there's not a lot of digital entrepreneurs that like hang out in coffee shops around here. They're just not, um, we're really busy and we all have children and like lots of things to do. So it really started out as a way for just me to build community. Um, and then from there, you know, when you're inside of these Facebook groups, people are helping people constantly there. There's, I mean, if you've not seen this, go jump inside of a Facebook group and like, just read some of the posts, like genuinely engage with it. If it resonates with you, Hey man, this was a really great post or like, wow, if that's, you know, if that's somebody would ask a question about like, I don't know, let's just use an example. If somebody asked a question about email stuff and I happened to know the answer, I would throw the answer in there because I want to help them solve the problem. I wasn't there to sell them into my offers or sell them into my services. I genuinely just wanted to help them along their journey. If they wanted to come to me for additional support, like awesome sauce, I'm more than happy to help. But I think that 
part of the reason things feel like sleazy slimy in the sales realm of things has a lot to do with the inner worth of like how you feel about your own services and how you're how you feel about what you do and I think that that was probably one of the biggest shifts in working with you Allison that I had come across and also that I had to kind of reframe in my mind because and I oh, shoot I still do this daily like this this doesn't end the work doesn't end um but it comes back to why are you doing it? Like, why are you showing up? And, and from there, I mean, when, once you're in the comments, it's, Hey, if you have any questions, shoot me a DM, feel free to reach out, like being available for, you know, supporting other people in a way that feels good to you. If that doesn't feel good to you, I don't recommend doing it, but it's <laughs> their own. Like, no. like, yeah. And, and to be honest, like I wanted to be really awesome at Instagram and do this exact same thing on Instagram. And for me, it just isn't aligned right now. Like, so I don't do it. Do I have people reach out to me on Instagram? Sure. But I've also built a brand name for myself. Like I've laid the foundation of being able to, you know, know what I do and know what it's worth and know why people want it. I think that's probably the other piece in, in the marketing side of things and getting clients is like, why would your clients want to work with you? Like genuinely, if you can answer that question for yourself, then, then you're, you're off to a really, really good start. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. I love that. And so what's your, what's your process today? Cause obviously like we learn these different tools and then you have to systematize it for yourself somehow. So what's your process today for kind of getting consistent sales and leads in the door? Yeah. Um, ironically, it's actually the exact same with the addition of the foundation that I've built for myself. So when I am inside of groups and I've also niched a little bit and gotten really specific about who I do work with, who I don't work with. A lot of that was trial and error. You can't think your way to understanding exactly what you want. Yes. Like, louder for the people in the back. <laughs> yeah. For the people in the back, you cannot think your way. way. You, yeah. you can't think your way to figuring it out guys. You can't. Um, it literally took me two and a half years to understand what I do now and who I serve on a very, very deep level. And now I can talk to those people because I understand them. Like I have been there. I have, you know, gone through the, the pieces, parts, and also I've done the work. So what I do now is very specific. I help my clients implement Dubsado and ClickUp and various tools and tech to help support them in their service-based business scaling and growth. Like that is the simplest way that I could iterate it. And so in getting specific, my groups have shifted a little bit. I get really keyword specific. When I go into a Facebook group, I generally just keyword search, whatever it is I'm going in there for. So for example, Dubsado is a tool that I use that I love and that I build for clients. So I'll go into a group and I will keyword search Dubsado and see what comments come up. And if there's a relevant post about it and somebody's like raving about it or has a question or something like that, like I will put my two cents in as an expert because I know the platform, I execute it, I implement it. And the other thing too, is as I started implementing systems for myself, I was actually able to understand my own client process more and more. So, you know, being able to I'm taking notes, that's why I'm, I'm gathering a notebook here because I, I want to um, do a recap at the end. <clears throat> yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Um, and, and the other thing too, is as I was going, I started identifying the things I was doing on a repeat basis. My mind is constantly thinking about systems for everything. And so I started seeing patterns with all of my clients and I started putting together like processes and things like that. So 
if you were to ask me like, what's my process? Well, first we simplify the heck out of what it is you're doing and how you're spending your time. Because if you're in the weeds, you cannot, cannot even begin to grow if you're still stuck in your business where you're at. And if you can't, if you don't create space for yourself and simplify that, then how can you possibly think about any new and exciting, awesome things that you want to be doing? Right. Um, I know. And, and that's a lot of like the feminine energy, like the balance to the masculine side too, which presents its own interesting things. But once we, once we understand and we've simplified your sales process or your client onboarding or your technology stack, like the tools you use on a daily basis, once we've simplified that, now we can kind of start from there and start piecing together a simpler way for it all to work together smoothly. So that, that begins the construction phase of like building the solutions in order to make it simple. And then the third and final phase, which is probably the most important one, is actually integrating it into every thing and educating on how to do things, how to use it, how to get your team involved with it. You know, anytime you're implementing a new tool or a new system, there's going to be a resistance because it's change and B, uh, time. It's got to take time because you got to get to know it. You got to, you know, work with it. You're not just going to take a date out. And once you meet them, ask them if they want to, you know, go to the bedroom with you, you have to seduce them a little bit with it. So. I, mean, I mean, we're not judging anybody. <laughs> I mean, Allison, <laughs> I'm not going to judge anybody that does. I mean, more power to you, but the point still stands is with any yeah. system, there's a break. You still need some nurturing. Yeah. And I, I don't think, I think it's hard to describe just for like people listening or watching, I think the way that's like the way that Sam talks about like the systems and everything, it just sounds like very practical. We're going to like tie things together. But when you, cause like as a client of hers, as a former client of hers, the way that it feels as the CEO is like a cozy, warm hug. It's like, like, and I thought for so long that like manually welcoming people, because like, when you nurture the way that we do, like you're giving a free advice at some point or like giving basically like mindset coaching for people before the sale. And then you get in the DMs at some point and then you get in a sales call at some point. And it's really easy in that process to be like, all right, I've got my client and we're just like hanging out and I'm helping them. And I'm gonna manually send them everything they need and add them to everything. And the way that they, the way that they feel supported by systems is so tangible. It's like they give you their money like they, they give you the money. And then instead of it being like the next day or two days later, everything just falls in. And they are like the feeling that they get is like, oh, okay, like these systems are here to support me. And that's how I felt when you were like tying all my stuff together. We, we did a bunch of stuff together, but I love that. So, and I love that you, so like using Facebook groups, looking for, I love the addition of like looking for super specific niche words is a good reminder. Like instead of just like dropping in Facebook groups that you think it might be relevant. And for anyone listening to this, there's a lot of Facebook groups that are not so great. And you really have to join like a shit ton of them. And then you can leave the ones that don't serve you. Or if you're not oh, yeah. interested in the group, then don't, like it needs to be a genuine experience. But I love the process of, so how often are you, like, do you do this every day where you're looking in groups or like twice a week or? 
No. So when I do this and I, y'all, I am one of the laziest people when it comes to like taking action to get clients, because I know that the right clients will resonate and they'll, you know, a lot of times my clients come from referrals too. And when you're just getting started, it can be really, really challenging because you don't have that foundation base of, yeah, she's a total boss and you need to work with her kind of squad. So when I was first started out, it was every day and I would set aside 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Um, and actually, no, that's even not true. I, it wasn't every day. It was a couple times a week for sure though. Um, my best recommendation, if I were to go back and start again is be consistent about it and do it every day, but I digress. Um, Nowadays, I just go in and I set aside a set, a set time frame. So give yourself 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, and just do your keyword search, respond to some things, and then let the Facebook notifications guide you as to what your next steps are after that. Because if you try and answer, you know, your notifications while you're doing your keyword search and things like that, and you start bouncing around, you're going to lose track of what you were doing. You're going to forget where things were, and it's just going to be super messy. And you're going to get lost in the Facebook squirrel hole, like, <laughs> like for real. Um, and that, that honestly, that's where I was losing a lot of time. So even to this day, like I've backed away from doing that as often as I used to, which is okay because I have a foundation now to help me nurture some of that and bring some things and, and share what I do without me having to word vomit it all the time. So it's very much a machine that grows over time. So it's a, you have to build the machine from the ground up and then it gets less, um, task oriented as you go. And so I don't, you can answer this specifically or not. Just tell me pass if you don't want to answer it, but we're, I'm curious where your monthly income is now, like on average, like six month average. Yeah. On average, I'm hitting over, um, five figure months, which is super awesome considering that I had a baby in September and my sales have not dipped. So I've been consistently at that five figure mark since, since I had her actually, um, which was the first time that I had like a consistent five figure cash month and then kept going. Like it just had the momentum hasn't stopped, which is awesome. So I'm like really excited about that. Very <laughs> cool. Yeah. But it didn't always used to be that way. You know, it, it started out like mid low fours and then it would creep up and then it would yo-yo. And you know, there are some months it was like where- study $7,500 a month and then like thousand dollar a month and then $10,000 a week and then nothing for yeah. the, rest of the month. And yeah. Yep. And so what are some of your, cause I know I just want to be transparent about the fact that like I'm on the struggle bus. And I think, I think I just want to be more real about that more often where like, yeah, I do consistent like 20 K to 30 K months right now, as of this recording, which is like February, 2022. Um, <laughs> and I'm really, really freaking proud of that. And my profit is not amazing. Um, so like last year was a really tough year. My profit was like insanely low. And this year I'm like cutting my, um, my salary (laughs) and like, which is a really good decision. So one of my goals this year is to pay myself more and just being, I think like the, being an entrepreneur, we're like, oh, I made a hundred K months. Okay. Yeah. But you also paid like $40,000 in Facebook ads and had, and not everyone's expenses are like that. So I have for the investments that I've made, like my expenses are high compared to what I'm bringing in because of where I want to go this year. Um, and when you are stretching yourself, I'm just giving context or like shift this shift in the conversation, but like when you're stretching yourself, one of the things that I've learned is it's not just about like 
mindset and affirmations and limiting beliefs, but it's also about like your nervous system. And we talk about that with limiting beliefs sometimes, like how your brain doesn't want you to change. And so like, that's why when you make a big investment, that's going to take you to the next level. Sometimes you want to poop your pants because your brain is like, you are going to die. And you're like, no, we're not going to die. We're going to be fine. But it's not just your, it's not just your mind. It's your nervous system, your, your vagus nerve and different parts of your brain, which we can talk about probably in another podcast episode. But, the, um, the physiology so, behind it is wild. It is wild. And your whole, body. Like yeah. the limiting beliefs of how we perceive our physical world versus what it probably actually is. is just all crazy. So anyway, so I have last year, I made a lot of investments and then I went into like kind of a depression. So the way that I planned the year was like to go big. And then I ended up reducing my sales. So increased expenses, reduced sales. This year, my expenses are on track to be like the same, but they're all, so I'm excited about like the stability of my expenses and I'm really committed to that growth, but it took hiring the right coaches to say like, like, we're not going to back down from this because these goals that you have are not just like, cause I was like entertaining, like, you know, just go back to getting a full-time job and you know, things are really hard and I'm tired of things being hard. And they're like, the thing is like, God has called you to do this. And so you're just going to keep and I know, you know, this feeling like, okay, I'm just going to like take it easy for a while. I'm not going to hire a coach. Like, let me just catch up a little bit. That's like, but God is just calling us forward bigger yeah. and bigger. And I know that you and I've had some similar struggles with like these cycles of like, wow, I'm going to die to like, oh my God, I just had a $60,000 month. That was my biggest month. And yeah, was $60,000 um, yeah. to date, um, to date. So how, so what are some of the, I don't even know what the question is yet, but I kind of want you to just talk about your mindset struggles and then like your kind of recent victories or realizations or like what's helping you to stay more consistent as opposed to like tons of money, no money, tons of money, no money. Cause that was, it's always nice to make tons of money, but then that making the no money the following month is the, is the problem. <laughs> so how yeah, I've, I've been there too. Uh, and honestly, it, it, uh, it creates an interesting dichotomy in my life too, which is just something fascinating to me. So, uh, one, I've got two really, really clear examples of this exact scenario and both of them have led to momentous growth. And the first one is last year in the beginning of the year, I very transparently was not making money. Um, literally I had like two back to back, like two or $3,000 months, which you guys may think, oh, wow, that's like, that's not, you know, not too bad. Well, I'm, I'm the breadwinner of the family. Like our expenses are much higher. I was, I am living on my own. Um, you know, I had my son at that point. I, I have a lot of debt. Like I have a lot of things that my bills have to be paid, like super transparently. And so by like February or March, like I had borrowed money from my mom a couple of times just to pay rent because the invoices were hitting weird. And I was just trying to keep food on the table. And I had felt this pressure. Like I wanted to do more. I I wanted to expand and I wanted to grow. So first off, it's a want, not a need. Like, yes, I needed to put food on the table, but I wanted to make it happen in this way. So that's probably one of the biggest mindset 
shifts slash like tangible things that I would definitely say is like start shifting your language around what it is you actually want and start going after what you want and not what you feel like you should do or you need to do um because my dad literally to this day he still is like well why don't you get a real job and I'm like dad I matched my corporate income last year like what are you talking about (laughs) so um I literally I had you know not very much money to my name I had an invoice come in and I had two programs that I was looking at investing in. And I ended up investing in both and they had payment plans and I was shitting bricks. Like I was so (laughs) nervous. One of them, they were both group programs. So one of them was a um, really, really close intimate mastermind with just a handful of women. And it was much more like feminine energy fluid type of, you know, construct. And the other one was very tangibly a program designed to help you get more clients and designed to Uh, give you some more structure around building a community and showing up in that way and nurturing a Facebook group in order to get clients on the backside. Well, what ended up happening is the week, the month that I joined both of those programs, I ended up closing three clients that amounted to more than enough to cover the one full program, which blew my mind. But it also showed me like, holy crap, when you trust yourself and you do what you actually desire to do, you are way more powerful than you can ever possibly imagine. And what else I learned from that is as I was working with some of these clients and as the summer continued, so that was in like April, the summer continued, you know, we found out we were having a baby last January and she was due in September. And I was just super excited well, my system's brain was like, okay, how are we going to do this maternity leave? Like, what does that even look like? And instead of stressing out and panicking, I was like, okay, wait, one thing that I knew that I wasn't able to do at my corporate job was take as much time as I wanted. It could look like whatever I want and I could still make money doing it. And right before my maternity leave was supposed to start. So literally the month before I had a $500 month. $500. That's it. That's all I made. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm about to have a baby. Perfect. Okay, perfect. (laughs) I was like, thank you, universe. Goodness gracious. Um, I literally was about to have a baby and take a month off. Like I had a, I had a team member that was helping me. You know, I, I had clients that I was supporting. I had clients on either end of this maternity leave, like bazonkers. And I had some, some client or some projects and things like that, that just, they ended up going in a different direction and didn't need my support, which was a blessing because it actually helped me create space for myself. And I started taking care of myself better. I started, you know, what do I want this to look like instead of what, what do I need in order to pay the bills? And in this maternity leave and leading up to it, I actually created way more space inside of my day and way more space inside of my body. Like I started really getting deep and in tune with myself. I started journaling more. I started, you know, doing the inner work that I had been avoiding in order to expand and just see what it was I wanted to do. So, you know, it starts with the curiosity and then it just kind of unravels from there. But after that, um, you know, when I had my daughter, I was like, okay, she's, she's counting on me to love myself first and foremost. And I realized that there were some things that needed to shift in my business. So I started getting really specific. I started simplifying what I was doing so that I could communicate it better, which 
always leads to more clients. I started, you know, doing deposits for projects and then, you know, changing my payment plan structure so that I could get paid better. And then in January of this year, I shifted it to, you know, pay in full or 50-50 payments and that's it. I'm not taking $500 deposit to hold the project date in order to, no, like that. That's just not what I, what I felt good about. So, Sometimes you just got to recognize where you're shooting yourself in the foot, (laughs) but it, it, it was a work in progress. And the other thing too, is prior to me having my daughter, I was not charging enough money for my services. I wasn't. Um, and I wasn't doing it in a way that felt good to me. Um, you know, one of the things I've moved away from is hourly work and gotten into project-based work. I started doing VIP days, which were incredible on my schedule, which is awesome. Um, but, you know, just playing around with the idea of what it could look like, just reimagining it is probably where it all started for me is just like, well, what do I want this to look like? What feels good? And from there, that's where the success happened because after that month is when I hit my $10,000 month, um, which is super cool. And most of that came in, you know, within the same week. (laughs) Because of course it did, yeah. So so you had a $500 month right before your baby was born. And then then the next month was when you did 10,000, like the the month your baby was born or what happened? So the month of my maternity leave, I had some recurring payments come in and I had a client that I booked that month. Just, I wasn't, I wasn't, when I say I wasn't working, I wasn't doing anything I didn't want to do is the easiest way to say it. Um, you know, I was still, if, if I was on Facebook, it's because I wanted to be there. If I was hanging out in the DMS, it was because I wanted to be there, like that kind of stuff. Um, but the $10,000 month happened in November and, and it's been pretty steady because since, you know, September, October, it has had, I've had recurring revenue in addition to new clients coming on every single month, which is really awesome because you're not starting the month at zero. You're starting it at, you know, wherever you're at. So super helpful. It's funny you talk about the payment plans because I've been, I'm going to move back to like incentivizing more painfuls because I'm having cash flow issues. But one of the things I've been really focused on was just kind of stabilizing a base of recurring monthly. Um, and so I even tried like my, my one-on-one offer, like normally it's 12 weeks minimum commitment. And so I was like, you know, pay in full or do, you know, pay it over three months. Um, and I have um, a couple of clients who are paying that over a year, even though it's only a 12 week commitment. And that feels really great for both of us. Yeah. And my income is like my, it's not, it's not where I want it to be the, the monthly recurring, but I'm at about 25% of the monthly recurring that I want. Like, I really want the monthly recurring to cover like all of my base expenses period. Um, so yeah, the income stacking for the win. Yep. That's, that's exactly where I'm headed to. I'm about halfway there to covering all of my base expenses, which is challenging, like to, to feel like safe in that. And I think that's, that's really what's come up most recently is like being safe in knowing that one, you've got a hundred percent rate of figuring it out. You figured it out up until here and you're going to keep figuring it out because it's part of who you are. And two, feeling safe, knowing that the actions you are putting out are always going to come back to you. Like more is always coming. It's always on its way and it's always going to work out. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the other biggest like mindset shift that's happened that has helped me to feel more sense of calm and peace in my own body. And that's, I love, I love what you just said so much. Those, both of those things, like number one, 
you have a hundred percent chance likelihood of figuring it out. Yeah. Like not a 99% success chance. rate. Yeah. yeah. Like you're, you have a 99% chance. And then if that, if you get that 1%, you're destitute homeless on the street. Like, no, that's not what's <laughs> you have a hundred percent likelihood. I love that. And then the whole idea of feeling safe, I think feeling safe, reaching for bigger, feeling safe, investing, feeling safe, having and keeping yeah. So like that's one of my, I think one of my issues is like the, I am a little, I'm more comfortable putting out a little bit more than I'm bringing in. And so like in 20, I guess it was 2020, I like had paid off like all of my debt. And then in 2021, I like accumulated it over again. And then some, <laughs> and at some point just was yeah, a little weird. It was just a really, it was a really rough year. And I, I decided like when my new coaches were like, you just need to like tell your audience a story of like how much last year was a bummer. Like you need to tell them. And the bottom line is like, as, as much shame as I felt around having a much lower profit, I still did multiple six figure years, two years in a row. Like I still did over 200,000 in revenue last year, just that I spent way too much of it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I think that's the other thing too, that, and I know we've talked about this and I, I, hope it's all right to share this, but I think that one of the things that both of us have overcome a lot of is shame and how we view our own decisions and how we view what it is we're doing or how we're doing something in business. And then not being afraid to like call ourselves out on it, you know, like being able to go, Oh, this is wildly out of alignment. Now I'm going to take action and find a way to make this feel good. I think that that's something like just as an entrepreneur, finding a way to not shame yourself or finding a way to heal some of that like hurt around it is probably like one of the biggest things that has led to success for the both of us I would say like just in in pinpointing it in one of the things I've been doing is like where is it in my body that I'm feeling this and like where is it coming from like what is actually the worst thing that could happen and why am I feeling like this right now and that's just being really really mindful I mean you're all about mindful marketing it's that's kind of the core of it yeah makes sense Um, cool. Well, I love your story so much. I'm inspired by you and I can't wait to see what's next and for you to hit your multiple six figure year, maybe even this year. Um, do you have any like advice or like number one thing you wish you knew or yeah, that's the question. Hmm. Um, actually, yeah, this is a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Don't, (laughs) (laughs) I know this is so, so don't listen to the people that don't know what you're feeling. Mm. Maybe that's, maybe that's a poor way to word it. But one of the things that always gets me into trouble is that I have a tendency to want to give and give and give and please and please and please, and not know how to ask for what I need or want in return. And one of the biggest things is that there's constantly people that are giving me advice about things and just being really, really conscious of who, who is listening, who am I listening to? And what am I taking in on a regular basis? What am I pouring back into myself? Am I reading good books or am I just watching a bunch of TV? Like, Am I listening to podcasts? Am I conscious of the people that I'm listening to on social media and things like that? Um, and, and just being mindful of that. But also, you know, if you're going to seek out advice, like tell the whole story, get really, really clear with yourself, how you feel 
and then communicate that so that you can get a soundboard that is objective instead of, you know, subjective. Um, I would say that and just pay attention to your energy because it is equally, you can't get that back just like you can't get time back. Yeah. And when you, when you follow that and you follow what feels good and what energetically makes sense for you, like you're going to be so much happier <laughs> in the long haul, regardless of what you're doing. Like that's just life. <laughs> And your marketing strategy works well for you and it feels easy. And I've had other clients use that and be like, yeah, I'm never going to message anybody ever, period. I'm just not. And that has worked for them because they're the people who force themselves into something that doesn't feel good um, can do it for a little while. But that's the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, and this is another lesson that I've learned that you probably learned too. It all works. It always gets you exactly where you need to be. blog works, social media marketing works, YouTube channel works, the podcast works. It all works. It's just like, what do you want to stick with? What feels yeah. fun for you? What do you want to do every day? And it's okay if that changes season to season and month to month too. And, and the best part about any and all of that is as I've developed this, you know, as I've developed these, this process and the system that I take my clients to, now I have the ability to communicate it which means that I can now transfer that to any platform I desire or any, you know, type of content or anything like that. So that, you know, I can come on podcasts like this one and chat about all of the things that I know and love. And then people can go check out my Instagram and know exactly what I'm all about. You know, having that landing place where, you know, if somebody's about to knock at your door and walk into your party, you know, are they, are they in the right party place? Like, <laughs> that's, that's where, you know, blogs and, and podcasts and YouTube and like all of that thing, all of that stuff for me is like, that's what excites me about that is because it, it's just there. It lives on forever, which is dope. <laughs> Very cool. And so we can find you at purposefullyproductive.com and on Instagram, purposefullyproductive. Did you have any like free gifts, opt-ins or anything else you want to promote? Or I'll put in the show notes in the blog post. Um, other than just, I'm getting some new blog content out. So if you want to learn anything about uh, systems, Dubsado, ClickUp, how to manage your time inside of your service-based business, or even some of the things that you're really losing time doing, um, check it out. It's uh, on my website. So be some good stuff there. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sam. And I'll talk to you very soon. You are welcome. It was good chatting with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah.